Dear family and friends of Eddie, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When Eddie was confirmed in Germany, he received these words as his confirmation verse. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In my estimation, this is a very fitting passage for Eddie. Wonderful words for him to consider as they would sustain him through his earthly life and then ultimately to life everlasting. This passage of scripture found in 1 Thessalonians is also excellent for us to consider as we prepare to tuck Eddie's body in his place of rest at the cemetery to then await the glorious resurrection of all flesh, which will take place when our Lord Jesus Christ returns on the appointed day, that last day, when he comes in glory. Many would probably say Eddie followed his confirmation verse rather well, beginning with rejoice always. Most people saw him around the community sporting a smile and a rather jolly demeanor. He always was more than happy, rather excited looking when he was here in the house of the Lord before the church services would begin. So most would say that who had met him would say that he was filled with joy, and especially so at the time of Christmas when we celebrate our Lord's birth. The next words, pray without ceasing. Eddie was a lifetime Christian, and as a result, he did engage in prayer. Eddie was born during the Christmas season, on the second day of Christmas in 1931. And he was born again through the waters of holy baptism, where he died with Christ and rose with Christ into newness of life in his baptism. And that also took place during the Christmas season on the 12th day of Christmas, when Eddie was but 10 days old. Perhaps that is part of the reason why this Christmas hymn, Stille Nacht, was his favorite, which we will sing at the close of the service. Because Eddie was a lifelong Christian, he devoted time, his life, even to prayer. Now, I never witnessed his personal devotional life or his prayer life, but certainly could see him joining in in the prayers of the church. And I'm sure he prayed without ceasing when he suffered during the dangerous times of the war. And his family spoke of how he was often found praying at home, both day and night. The third portion of his confirmation verse, give thanks in all circumstances. 
Despite what he had faced in his childhood, he had many reasons to give thanks. After all, the Lord preserved Eddie through the awful things that he experienced during the war. The Lord mercifully allowed him to get on the right train that would head west instead of east to flee out of war-torn Berlin. He then was mercifully granted the opportunity to come to America to marry a wonderful and supportive woman, to have a wonderful family, and he was blessed with many opportunities to be of service to his neighbor as he lived here in Lexington. Above all, he was redeemed by his Savior Jesus who went to the cross to pay for all of his sins and to grant him the gift of eternal life. And that is reason to give thanks always. So even when life is filled with crosses and trials, when it may appear that the future could seem bleak in this life, or as one may suffer immensely, one can still give thanks for he being baptized into God's family, remains a child of God, is shepherded by Christ even when it doesn't feel that way, and through faith will be received into God's eternal kingdom. As a pastor, I have had the privilege of meeting many different people throughout my ministry. I've especially been interested in those who have persevered during the most challenging of times. I've met several who have survived the war in Europe. All, of course, lived with scars. All were affected by it in one way or another. But none that I have met, at least so far, have endured more than Eddie, who was forced into Hitler's youth army at the age of 12, supplied ammunition to German soldiers at the, as the Russians were capturing Berlin when he was 14, at times went days without eating, and when the Russian liberators came, they did not treat him well. What he endured certainly brought about lasting scars for him. The trials most of us face in our lives today not to diminish them, but they probably pale in comparison to what Eddie endured. No wonder then he and his freedom here in America could rejoice always. How good his life was here in Lexington as he owned his own businesses, as he worked hard, as he served the community, as he helped people out, as he took those cadets under his wing, as he served our people through law enforcement. In addition, Eddie could rejoice that he is set free by Christ, who would liberate him from the scars of his past, wipe away all tears from his eyes, and give him eternal life with his Savior and Good Shepherd. Eddie lived with hope. You could see it. You could witness it. He did not live downtrodden all the time for what he had endured. Many today live, though, without hope in Christ. 
they think of God as a faraway figure if they even feel that he exists, uninterested and uninvolved in their lives. They figure that their life is but evolutionary chance without much of a purpose. They don't know how Christ Jesus was promised to Adam and Eve after they sinned, that Jesus was promised to take away the sins of the world, that he would come at the right time appointed by God, and that he could bring people through this world of sorrows to himself in glory. Because they do not know these things or take comfort in them, They instead look to the fleeting things of this life in a feeble attempt to obtain joy. They may fill their homes with incredible amounts of stuff, and then they figure all must be over when they die. This is such a sad outlook that plagues our modern society and way of thinking. But consider the true blessings that we have in our Savior, Jesus. We have the knowledge that God created the heavens and the earth. And when he did so, he described his creation as good. And upon creating Adam and Eve, he said that it is very good. He made a world that was without sin or suffering, a world that had no hurt or hunger, a world in which there were no dangers and not even death. For his creation was good. But Adam and Eve rebelled, eating of that forbidden fruit. And with that sin of rebellion came corruption of all things, warping and corrupting our own selves so that our thoughts are filled with evil thoughts. With sin and corruption came also death. But God promised to those first sinners, Adam and Eve, a Savior who would come from their offspring in time, who would be born of a virgin to defeat the effects of sin and Satan. Later, God prophesied that this Savior would be born in Bethlehem and that in order to save, he would die bearing the sins of the entire world being held accountable for the sins of all people and of all time, and that he would not remain dead, but would rise triumphantly from the grave to give eternal life and immortality to all who call upon him. And so, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his only begotten Son, born of the virgin, born of the woman, being held under the law, bearing our sin in his body so that he could shed his innocent blood as the ransom payment for all of our sin. What this means is that Jesus atoned for my sin. If you felt offense because I said something about Eddie's sin, know that I am no better than he. Jesus atoned for my sin and for Eddie's sins and faults, and even for the sins of those who cause pain to Eddie. What that means also is Jesus paid for your sin, and for any offense that has been caused to you, Jesus paid for them. 
And so those who would repent of their sin and believe in their Savior Jesus, they receive the benefits of our Lord's death and his resurrection. They are set free from their sins. They are even set free from the filth inflicted upon them by others. And they are declared by God's grace to be God's own children, redeemed by Christ, holy and acceptable to heaven. You know that Eddie had an adoptive father. But he was first adopted by God in the waters of holy baptism, where God claimed him to be his own, his dear child. Because of that blessing that Eddie had received, he was faithful in his church attendance. He was here Sunday after Sunday because he loved Jesus who redeemed him. He wanted to ensure that he would receive what Christ had earned for him and for all people, and that is the gift of eternal life and salvation, that he could be received into heaven. He came to church so that his faith would be sustained by God the Holy Spirit and so that he would receive the body and blood of Jesus for his forgiveness. And if you want what he has, this gift of eternal life, you will be, do well to do the same. Even though Eddie was cleansed of all his sin, of all sin he committed, and was cleansed even of the pollution put upon him by others, he of course still lived with the effects of sin, as we all do in this fallen world. Having those scars from the past, scars that many would not see, as they saw his joyful smile and thankful appearance. But now our dear Eddie has breathed his last and his soul has been received into the gates of paradise. His body will be laid shortly into the grave to await the glorious resurrection of Christ, who will then, when Jesus returns, raise his body from the grave. His soul, which is in heaven, will be reunited to his body and he'll be raised in perfection. His body will be glorious, incorruptible, and immortal, not unlike Christ's own risen body. And at that day of resurrection, there will no longer be any sin or sorrow. There will be no longer any tears of, glad of sadness and no Satan to trick or deceive. All will be good. And so we put our hope in these promises of Christ, and we rejoice in what Eddie has now received. We look forward to our Lord's second coming, in which all things will be made new, and God will restore his entire creation back to perfection as it was when he first created it. Because these promises are sure and certain, we live our lives in hope, anticipating our Lord's glorious return. But yet we still live in a fallen world. We are saddened today. We grieve the death of our loved one. And we are certainly allowed to shed tears from the pain that we feel now that death has separated us from Eddie. But as we, in hope and faith, in full confidence 
of God's blessing, go to the Lord's altar to receive the body and blood of Jesus. We, as the liturgy states, do so with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven. We commune with Eddie and with all who have died in the Christian faith. What a joy presented to us as God's redeemed children. And so we rejoice always. We pray without ceasing. We give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God bless you, and may he grant you his continued peace as you take comfort in Christ, who is risen from the grave and gives you eternal life. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.